Bochico. I'm going to be honest. I'm, uh, then leave. It's recording now. We haven't right. started, but it is recording. And he's gone. He can't come back in, though. Yeah. Are you actually going? I'm going to go get to Bochico. What the fuck? Then you can't come back in. Oh, my God. Don't you have work in the Why morning? You tell me to- Isn't it in your best interest to get this rolling? I guess. <laughs> Whatever. All right. You can't um, work without Topo Chico. Yeah. You can. What? You can cool. live without Topo Chico. Okay. <laughs> I suppose. Does everyone have a beer? Everyone good? Does everyone have a Topo Chico? No. Oh my god, no! rub it in! That's right, uh. bitch! <laughs> Y'all are a nightmare. Are we good? I'm great. Oh yeah, this is the episode. Yeah, we're done. You guys suck. <laughs> no, this is the intro, that's what I meant. I didn't mean we're done. Do you? you I, I feel like you guys haven't been to most of these episodes, so I've just been nice, just like... This is gonna be the cold open, you guys <laughs> bickering. The one where everyone's here? Yeah. <laughs> Morning, and welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Hagen Houshield. I'm not a perfect person. I'm Jackson. I I just really need a Topo Chico. I haven't had one in like a week. I hope we don't Can, get sued for me singing that. I, I, I want to tell you, you had one on Monday, dumbass. That was like a week ago. <laughs> and I'm Adam. <laughs> uh, Our guest today. Tia, I'm Tia Colbert. <laughs> yeah, Tia from Seafire, uh, the the Mathias of all of Denton. Is that safe to say? Is there anybody I'm missing? Are you asking Denton? me that? No, or anybody. She... I, I mean, mean, like, I, I I would say when I think of math rock and Denton, Seafire is one of the first bands I list. I can't think of any other band that's mathy and Denton. That's active. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Other yeah. than there are some up and coming bands, I feel like. And I'm not saying DFW, I'm just saying Denton exclusively. Right, right, Yeah, yeah, because there's the other band that you play in. There's like one I could think of, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There's other band that you play in that's Dallas-based, right? Is that that Dallas-based? Yeah, Dallas-based. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to get to that later. Okay, fuck, shit. joking. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) got some math rock magicians around here. Yeah. What? (laughs) There's only like five people interested in math rock, so that's why we're all in the same band. Oh, no. <laughs> well, at least you have a guaranteed audience at your shows. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the math rock yeah, hole. So it, it's nice in uh, summers, and I feel like uh, it's actually not full in full effect, but I feel like it is. It's really fucking hot in here. You know, it's 85. It was 85 today. I know. Right, but inside it's it, also in 85. In this house right now, it is hot. <laughs> no, you just practice. So well, you, I'm really hot right now. And inside your car, it, feels hella like yeah, summer. It feels for yeah. sure. It was a nightmare today. I looked at the weather and I was like, oh, it's 85. But I was like, I bet it feels like, you know, like 90 or something. I said it feels like 86. I was like, fuck, this is going to be a long summer. I bet yeah. Tia thought we were going to talk about her music, but I'm instead just we're to just going to talk in. about the weather. <laughs> just, yeah, what's your favorite we season, Tia? Mm-hmm. The current one. Really? <laughs> I hate the summer. And that's coming from someone who's lived in Texas. I'm so ready for move. the summer. I'm like just finished on like finals. Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, the the whole the whole town is in flux. We're uh, purging. I know of college Getting for three months, and all, then, all the freshmen are gone. It's great. Yeah, that's true. I know all the cars line up in front of the dorms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no traffic anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah, except it's graduation weekend right now as we're recording, so... It's, oh, fuck it, off. 
It's a shit show. Oh my god, don't make that about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> this is this uh, is also the episode where we all snap at each other. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not that late at night. It's hot. It's humid. I haven't had a Topo Chico. Is it like, really hot in here? This yeah. is gonna get raw. It is legitimately. It's not really cold hot in here. here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I walked in and I thought it was too cold, so I turned down the AC. You fucking ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, we've got one third of Seafire here with us today. Uh, how's it going? It's going good. I just uh, I accidentally released my EP on Bandcamp, but it's kind of like on everywhere else because of the distro kit anyways. Yeah. So it feels good. That's because cool. it's kind of I've been waiting to do this for like a like a year. It's yeah, been, it's now. been finished for a year. No, it's been finished since the summer. Okay. Um, the music and then the art was finished in October, and then there's just all these delays, and then I just waited till the mm-hmm. semester was over. This semester, yeah, right. That's to a get good it done. choice, yeah. Because you, you, as we're recording this right now, uh, your uh, album releases tomorrow. Album release, like actual album and the show Mm -hmm. so that's literally like finals for all the college kids ended today so tomorrow is going to be like yeah you're playing a house show for it right no one's got yeah yeah Yeah, i'm going so he's super dylan he's super awesome for letting us host our ep show and we have awesome bands playing from out of town yeah the what's that one band that starts with an a are they any good uh abelia abelia is from dallas yeah they're good right <laughs> Tia plays no, in a Keep going with that. No, <laughs> I mean, it didn't I land wasn't as. I was sure if Jackson actually knew what he was talking about there. I thought he yeah, legitimately... then I nailed it. <laughs> I thought he was just going to, like, butcher the name and then insult her a little bit. You know. Like I think you... I'm the only one on this podcast that does research on the artist. That is very true. So. My yeah. research consists of I've seen all these bands play before. I scroll through the social That's media. True. We have all played at your house before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all scroll through. That's my or, research. Yeah. <laughs> I scroll through the so- social media and listen to as much music as I can, which was easy for you guys because this is your first EP. Yeah. That, the EP sounds really good, by the way. Thanks. It, it sounds really, really good. Um, you, you're, you're like the primary songwriter in that, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually started Sea Fire in Austin because mm-hmm. I was spending a summer in Austin, and I had a different drummer. And we like used to pay like hourly for music lab rehearsals or at uh, the one on Altorf. And we got two gigs in this summer. It was they were both Tuesdays, and one was at Carousel Lounge, and the other was at Lucky Lounge. But I wrote all those songs that are on the EP. Yeah. And only one of them has changed, like kind of slightly. Better than that, that was like 2016. Um. So I guess. One of the things that I was thinking about as I was listening to the EP, and I think about this a lot when I listen to math rock, and I mean, a lot of prog music is like this in general. Um, Which one, Hagen? (laughs) Which one? What? Prog music or math rock? Wow, I really threw you off by saying that. Both. God, I'm fucking (laughs) trying to do a thing here. We're doing a podcast. Why are you trying to be a dick? Hey, Hagen. What? Your shoes don't match your shirt. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit what do you think about when you think about math rock and frog rock? anyway um uh, <laughs> a, a lot of times when i listen to albums with like in that genre uh, genres 
He's completely yeah. tilted out of this now. Obviously, as some Athrockers, you know. You guys are assholes. Hey, Is this our last episode? <laughs> I haven't had a <laughs> I'm trying to actually do something here. Go on. I'm the only one that prepared, but I'm just going <laughs> to go, how pit, are you today? Don't piss off the nerd rockers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tia. Um... Something that those songs don't really do a lot, or they, 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 they switch between them, is they don't have like repeating sections. So, but some of your songs have them and some of your songs don't. So, how do you go about when you're writing saying, like, I want to repeat this, or I want this song to just be like new part, new part, new part, new part, new part? Yeah, so um, basically, when I'm writing a song, I'm just, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm kind of writing it for myself, so I right. want it to be fun, and I get kind of bored. With, you know, a riff sometimes. Right. Basically, and I just don't want to play it again in a song. I yeah. Kind of just the progression. Well, and it's and, like... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, you're good. And I like... Yeah, and that kind of goes to the whole, like, why I like kind of like tap and stuff, too, is that I kind of like to be the rhythm and lead. Yeah, right. I kind of like... I like playing by myself, and I haven't really, like, collabed with a lot of people, so I try to compensate for both. I was going to say, I, I like to think, because... I'm a rhythm guitar player who can't play lead like at all. And I like to think that you're a lead guitar player who can't play rhythm. And like that, I like that <laughs> yeah, thought. I was I mean, just like, just like, I like to think that about like math people. It's like, Oh man, they just like, haven't figured rhythm out rhythm. Is a little... They like nailed the complex shit and they're just like, Oh fuck. <laughs> How do I play a G chord? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny when I started C fire, I was trying to play like easy math rock. Cause I wasn't very good. And actually like playing with C fire is like, Helped me technically a lot. Yeah. Not that I'm saying I'm really, really good now, but no, you're really good. I got uh, better. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely kick our asses. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that it's interesting listening to the two examples I'll give are like Chan and Between the Buried and Me. So Chan, I mean, like like looking at Perfect Pillow, that song is just like section, 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 section. It's just just new stuff. It never ever goes back to previous sections. But then they have other songs where it goes back and then between the buried and me for their first like all albums they had every song was like new section new section new section that was it until they did coma ecleptic and they were like we wrote a verse and a <laughs> chorus and it was great and it was catchy. I, yeah <laughs> and so it's really interesting to like to me to always think about why like what what's what's the what's the th- what's the reasoning behind not repeating sections in math rock and at the end of the day it's always just because you know you want to do it that way but if if there's always if there's if there's any specific thought behind it i find that really interesting just because it's yeah. I, mean, like, I i i always think about it also with like classical music because they you know yeah movements yeah yeah that's exactly. true yeah and, it never repeats and there's no and they're always different a, emotionally yeah. yeah 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 so i think that that's listening to the to, to your new ep especially i was just like really I was really caught by a lot of the riffs and then they would go away and that reminded me a lot of classical music because that's just what they that's what they would do they would write a beautiful part and then it's gone and it's like fuck you <laughs> well, you liked that part <laughs> I did used to play tuba <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> but that's I mean who didn't play some horn instrument and yeah <laughs> but yeah I think the most I think it's also kind of like a rewarding thing too mm-hmm. being able to like be able to write something that kind of grooves but is a little more like work i guess for your brain and without that sounding like pretentious oh. but 
Yeah. Musicians are pretentious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah I guess that's true. You should hear John Mayer talk about his music. He's like, oh, yeah, like I find myself the ones that everyone likes. They're like, you know, the ones that I'm just like, oh, I'm just playing chords. But the ones that I really like, I'm super <laughs> technical and no one ever likes it. It's just like, dude, shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> but yeah, no, that definitely. Hey, John that. Mayer, your body of work is not a wonderland. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I wish, uh, I could do that. I, I don't understand how people like Prague, Prague does it like no other. And I guess Matt does too. Um, yeah. And I wow. want to say Chan, it was like a big influence when I was writing that. I mean, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I mean if, you, if you couldn't, I've heard you guys uh, cover Chan before. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen you at like the Chan show before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, uh, for, for any of our, uh, really, avid listeners who aren't musicians can you explain what tapping is yeah so it's when you take the hand you're usually strumming with and you basically you put your finger on the fret like you would on the fretting hand he can put you on the Damn spot it. here <laughs> um yeah i guess this is good i've wanted to like teach lessons so good yeah i mean usually have a visual aid but (laughs) (laughs) oh no but yeah basically you take your finger you literally tap the fret and it makes you know the sound it would it's got a different articulation and that's like my favorite part about it for sure yeah i've tried it and i don't play music that really taps so i tried it if anyone's ever heard you know van halen it's what he does when he's playing (laughs) yeah really fast but it's a little different genre what's super hard and like watching it i guess a lot of people don't think about this is like the hand that you're laying down the chord that's normally on the fret like you have to make sure that is still ringing out like if you're Mm -hmm. laying down a chord and then tapping on top of it that is super hard, I think, because you have to make sure the chord is like, well, at least a lot of people, I guess, I don't know. I'm it's, too clumsy to yeah. pull it off. I'll mute every other string by accident. You don't, you have to pull off and hammer yeah, on. Yeah, you kind of, when you pull off, you kind of, I feel like you have to strum the chord again, you know? Yeah. Well, and then, and this then, is very technical. okay, let's, let's stop for a second and just say <laughs> Jackson made a joke there. He was uh, really he hoping someone would He couldn't notice. pull it off. Oh, and I was like, yeah, well, you got to pull off and hammer on. Nice. That's probably the issue. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I just wanted everyone to know how bad that joke was. <laughs> you were too, too yeah, nerdy. So what, is your, so, what, so what is your left hand doing? Because there's, there's, I've always seen it as like two different things your left hand could be doing and tapping. Could be doing like a bass line, essentially, or it could be holding down a chord and then you're sort of outlining or arpeggiating that chord with like embellishments in in the right hand the left hand being the hand that's on the fretboard and it's usually mainly the latter it's either like i mean i don't i feel like i don't really hold the chords as much as that i like i arpeggiate them Mm -hmm. like you say i'll arpeggiate with my left hand and do something else with my right hand or i mean sometimes i'll play like a chord and tap a note to get a, like a really high note mm. just because i like the dynamic of that cool you know, the low to high contrast yeah so the weird thing about math and very technical musicians that i always like to think about is there's no way you started trying to learn this music like oh yeah no way <laughs> so, so like what what was your like beginning music on guitar or whatever it was like, you you played wonderwall just like everyone else right <laughs> yeah. i like i put my wonderwall on wonderwall on one chord at a time 
I started, I mean, I started Fucking playing guitar, like, in middle school, so I was listening to a bunch of Metallica and Bullet for My Valentine. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Which, Bullet for My Valentine is not, wait, yeah. I always get My Bloody Valentine and Bullet for My Valentine <laughs> mixed up, and they're so different. One is, like, shoegaze, one is, like, speed metal. Yeah. But like even those aren't super simple. Can I can I ask you how you feel about Metallica now? <laughs> oh my like god, how we're back I feel to our their recent albums. Oh, I, just wanna, I, 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 I just want to know what you think about <laughs> I mean, Metallica. I always lo- like love Metallica for like you know what they did for you starting off learning and stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean honestly, I've never forgotten how to play Master of Puppets on guitar. So right, it's like it's just, it's partly nostalgic. You know, and I mean, there's albums before, you know, like the 2000s are good. Totally. <laughs> so, I, Hagen I think, really w- is trying to bait you into shit talking Metallica and Lars no, Ulrich fuck, right well, now. If, I just want you to I know mean, that. You can talk shit Well, Lars. here's my thing. I, I started, <laughs> I, I, I started when I was doing the drumming, I started getting really into Metallica. And then as I got better, I was like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> but and dude, St. Mainly... Anger is a masterpiece. Oh, Hagen <laughs> oh, got okay, better. Well, La-dee-da. <laughs> shit post before shit post. And it was mainly like, it was mainly, because the drums he did early, like Ride the Lightning, the drums on that record in that song alone are just genius. And then he did that. Well, he probably over... didn't write them. I yeah. bet it was James. Yeah, James probably did write them because James is a better drummer. He's but... the drummer of the band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's always interesting whenever people start with Metallica because I'm always like, do you still like them? Because if so, that's fine. But I'm curious. Metallica, we would shit. like to yeah. open up for you. Any of our bands, we're totally down. I'm this okay. This episode brought to you by Metallica. Yeah, yeah, I will pass. ACL tickets, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their we'll new go. album, St. Anger, out in stores now. <laughs> oh. That's a good movie. The, yeah. Oh, the the documentary. Yeah, some yeah. kind of monster. Yeah, was, that, that is good actually. I do like yeah, that. I like seeing them fight with each other. That was yeah. real nice. Lars being a baby. Oh, and like James being like an alcoholic or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He and, like disappears <laughs> for like months. And Kirk and Kirk is just like, why can't we just be on the beach? Yeah, that shit is just like, oh my god! And didn't they? (laughs) Doesn't Jason Newstead get kicked out in the film? No, 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 no. no. It's like, it's like, well, I guess, I guess, right at the beginning, right at the beginning, that's when he got kicked out. Because, because the whole movie is focused on the three of them recording Saint Anger and writing it, and then towards the end of it, they bring in Robert Trujillo. And that's it's funny doing the interview with Robert Trujillo because they're like, we want you in the band. Here's like millions of dollars, and he was like, holy shit! Like, oh yeah, I've seen cause, clips of that. Yeah, because he because he he played in some band before Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, and he played with Ozzy too. Yeah, yeah, but like he was blown by how much money they were offering him. Like it was crazy. Nice. That's crazy to think that Metallica could offer more than. Well, I guess not. But, oh, I mean, they have so much money. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they fucking kill it. I mean, not suicidal tendencies, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, that was a good episode, guys. Real good episode. <laughs> yeah, so, by the Seafire uh, EP. Yeah, so... <laughs> by Seafire EP? So any, I, anytime there's like a lull <laughs> in any conversation, not just this podcast, but in any conversation you're ever having, just go, hey, buy the Seafire EP. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, you can say "great episode, guys." Great episode. <laughs> what, uh, what's great about uh, having the CD now is I keep all of my band's merch in my trunk, 
at all times. Just in case anybody wants some free merch. Damn it. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'm going to move Wait, it. Why do you keep it then? <laughs> no, I keep it in there because like I'll be talking with people at a bar, just like talking to people. I'm like, yeah, like blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, I'd love to buy a seat. I'm like, well, it's in my car. I'll go get it. And they're like, hey, you like can corner people and they're like, always buying shit because it's a they'll be sales like, oh. tactic yeah they'll be like oh i'll buy it at the next show i'm like no i got it right here trust me yeah, you can buy yeah. it like, oh, See, fuck i guess i have to <laughs> i tried that i have a cds in my car i can't even get people who break into my car to take the cds <laughs> do you want to talk about it i feel like there's a story no he wants to talk here. about how he doesn't have a topo chico and he doesn't related? lock his car and his car got broken quote unquote broken <laughs> no, into that doesn't <laughs> count as broken into nope I don't lock my car because my, car? my windows are the most valuable asset on my car. But uh, no, <laughs> so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break the windows on your car. God damn it! The door's open. <laughs> Just walk in, take whatever you want. Okay. I need help cleaning out my car. I'm take Andy's your car amp. is the car in Denton. It's a kind of like a dark purple Honda Element. Just <laughs> You're go an break asshole. it. <laughs> You're an asshole. Go break its windows. <laughs> Got pinstripes on the side. It's a maroon. Hagen, why am I an asshole? Because <laughs> some poor chump has a nice car that's gonna get ruined now. A real nice car. It just got fixed up just, and everything. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it did. But <laughs> is this yeah. where we need to just mention? Ask Jackson's me what address? my dream car is. No, I'm the one who edits. You can't. Is your dream car me not anything. a purple element or whatever you just said. That is our, all everyone's dream car, right? No, my dream car it's is a Kia Soul 2007. Uh, if, Chevy Impala, candy apple red. Oh, that's convenient. Does that have an aux cord? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I just want to say, are any of y'all driving your dream car? Apparently you are. Yes, my dream car is a 1996 Camry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! For the aesthetic. I think if yeah. Andy was a car, he'd be a Kia Soul. I'm just going to say it. He'd be a car that gerbils would drive around in, that dance. <laughs> <laughs> So, Seafire recorded an EP. Uh, Great episode, guys. Uh, yeah, no, that's not what I was getting towards. So, it's just three of you, which is, I'm a fan of three pieces. Yeah. I, I don't, like I don't know how that... Less people is nice. Oh, yeah. Like, it's scheduling, especially at this level where we're all just, you know, like, oh, can we do this? Can we do this? It's so great. Like, I've thought about, you know, like, working with more people, but it's like, fuck that. Never. I I hate the two people I work with already. Why more, you know? Yeah, not only that, but I mean, no matter what, when you're in a band, you kind of just have to like the make the time. And oh, yeah. If people don't like want to make the time, which not saying that about Seafire, but just in general in bands. Yeah. Yeah, if, well, you're not, if, you're not, if you're not actually in it to do the work, then yeah. why the hell are you What doing? I really like is you can outvote someone really quick. <laughs> that that That's very fun. But two then also, on the flip side... You can get outvoted really quick, so that's, that's when fun. you pull the primary songwriter card. I have double votes. No, yeah, no, so I sing and play guitar. I get both. Uh, here's a little nugget, and I, I use ho- all four of my limbs constantly. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a little nugget: when you have to sign up your um, music on, uh, you know, streaming soft uh, or streaming stuff, you have to say like, "Oh, songwriters on it." So I put the three songwriters. But you can't put thirty three point three three percent songwriters, so I have majority. I'm thirty four percent. The other two are thirty three. So I think that means I'm better than everyone, like in the world, right? No, no one. 
I have 100%. Well, what the Same. fuck, Andy? I actually do have like 100%. I have, I have, I have 100% on, on the Kites and Boomerang stuff. Y'all are bad people. But I, I didn't even write the songs in Kites. I did. <laughs> At least I wrote the I'm songs. If you're the one like doing all the work. Yeah, I mean, like Will Will's the primary songwriter in Kites and Boomerangs, and he doesn't care. So. God damn. <laughs> this would be a good topic when we have them on someday. I really they don't know. I really thought I, I was, damn it. I'm bummed now. I don't know where you <laughs> Go on. How was recording? <laughs> yeah, no, the recording was actually awesome. Um, I mean, my cousin, which is actually, it's really my stepmom's cousin, so it would be like my second cousin. I don't yeah. know how that works, yeah. Uh, the person That's you know. It's obviously a really important detail. Yeah, well, like, you know, but like how, like my mom's cousin, that's still my cousin. We don't need to get into but this. But what is that? This fucking sucks. <laughs> it's actually my stepmom's what cousin, What are cousins? Too, so. <laughs> Yeah, but that. he it, works at this like not like the Joel Osteen side, but a really big like <laughs> mega church. Um, Way to in Houston. That. <laughs> in Houston, so he offered to um, record us and mix us for free. Yeah, because that's, that's, awesome. that's so, awesome. So I was like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you know, that's the best deal I can get. Because yeah. I saw the uh, the drums were like recorded in one of those like. Mm-hmm. What do you call those, like, booths, like, isolation? I forget what they're called, but yeah, it's, like, those shields. But like, it's, yeah, it was like on this big-ass stage in this big church. Some great like, albums have been recorded in churches. Yeah. Uh, Arcade Fire's Neon Bible, Miniature yeah, Tigers. Um, fuck, what's that? Fortress? The Fortress. Uh, yeah, there's a ton of... Grizzly Bear. Uh, Radiohead's newest album, uh, a lot of the orchestra parts were recorded in a church in London. It's cool. Yeah. But only only the reason. drums got <laughs> recorded at the church, though. Still. Is. But it's interesting. That's just perfect room for yeah. it. High ceilings. And we, so. every time we got to play it back, it was on the, like, big speakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds, it's, like, the drums sound super tight on the record. Like, oh, oh, not only that, but he did it in, like, a couple takes. That dude's oh, really? insane. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, his his stuff was super clean. It's it, it sounds really really good. There's a couple fills that I had because I've seen you guys play a bunch. There were a couple right. fills they did on the record that I was like, ooh, that's <laughs> exciting. That's neat. Did, were there scratch tracks or was it all? No, by... he, it was drums first. So did, did he, he just? just nothing? He did a, a click track, yeah. Holy shit! But like shit. he didn't have anything. Like you guys weren't playing along with. Yeah, him? no, God we damn. hadn't recorded. Good yeah, no, I mean, actually, when that's we, hard work. When we first. Like, I guess, you know, got him as a drummer. We had already booked a gig without a drummer, me and my bassist. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> he was like the only, I would like texted a bunch of people. I was like, I need a drummer in like nine days <laughs> to play these songs. And he was the only one that responded. And like, it was like the next day and he had like the songs down. It's, it's really rare to come across drummers that can do that sort of thing. I mean, like don't like the one that I can think of that does it so well is Blake from between the buried and me. And he, he does their entire records that are basically one song front to back just to a click. It's fucking wild. Um, I don't know. Like, and this is more for you, Hagen, but like whenever I think about it, I'm like, Oh dude, that's fucking insane. But then I think of it, wait, when I record guitar, I play it. Yeah. I could play my guitar part without any of the other stuff. So like, It, what's different about drums? The the difference is, is that you can like I mean you can really get a good because there's no tonal cue. Maybe I mean that I mean like if you know this you should know the songs well enough when you go into a studio to do them in any way. But the thing about having like a scratch track or having someone play with you is that the feel is there. 
sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you don't need that. Sometimes it's just already there. But a lot of times it really helps with uh, creating the environment of the feel of the song. That makes sense. Um, because other t- other, like sometimes it can come across really as really dry drums. So the feel just won't be there because you're just playing like the drum track without something there. And it's not that drums aren't cool on their own, but like I personally just don't give a shit about most drum solos. So like... Wow. <laughs> Bold <laughs> statement, my you, friend. You can quote I feel you me on that. That's the way they do it. They make scratch tracks and yeah. then the drums. And that's board. that's like how that's how most bands yeah. do. I mean like that's how Sean does it. Yeah. Sean, yeah, that's uh, how, yeah, because yeah, I mean I mean Nathan's a really great drummer, but he definitely needs all of their parts right there cuz I mean, like, they write those songs, a lot of those, like, in the studio. Yeah. I probably would have made scratch tracks if I had the time. But right. I literally had, like, we had, I went down there twice, you know. Oh, really? And I had to, like, record. Was it the... in Austin or? No, it was Houston. in Houston. Oh, Houston. Yeah, um, you probably said that. and Should have listened. <laughs> Just didn't listen ago. at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was too technical for me. So. <laughs> we did it in Houston. Whoa. That sounds human. Second tier Joel Osteen Church. (laughs) (laughs) Second tier. (laughs) Like King Road or something. But yeah, and Uh, then we did the drums, and then I recorded guitar in twice. Like, I went down there twice to record guitar at his place. How long did uh, vocals take? (laughs) (laughs) The vocals were actually, they were done in Dallas. Um, The other guitarist of Abelia. Josh is his name. He records all the Abelia stuff, and he recorded just like raw bass and the vocals, that, <laughs> which is that was done like one take. So because... <laughs> yeah. to be so everyone knows, uh, Sea Fire is primarily an instrumental band, as a lot of math rock tends to be. Uh, but you guys have one song where they're singing, and he's a good singer. And this, I was blown away when i heard like because i've heard the song live you guys play mm-hmm. it and i was like yeah he's a good singer uh he should sing more like in other bands if he's not gonna sing in this but then like i heard this i was like oh shit that sounds great those like vocals are super clear yeah 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 apparently my cousin that's his like specialty is vocal mixing nice that's awesome yeah, yeah it sounded really really good i don't know much of the standards of vocals but i just thought it sounded like i just liked all the reverb we put on it yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, failed. we were making mm-hmm. jokes while setting up that Tia was uncomfortable with microphones because they don't <laughs> ever have microphones on stage. Yeah, and Alonzo's usually the one talking. Yeah. I'm not the one talking. I, that. <laughs> <laughs> I did it once because So Alonzo we got Tia on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only loud. Yeah, how was that? Uncomfortable talking? Oh, yeah, the one time I played a gig without Alonzo. Yeah, I mean... I just felt like I wasn't as charismatic. <laughs> talking on stage is uncomfortable. I mean, talking yeah. in general is uncomfortable. So. Yeah, it sucks. Like, you feel really on the spot, no matter what. And when it live, I am, like, actually, like, really trying. Like, I'm trying to focus on having good stage presence, but I'm also trying to focus on playing well. That's, <laughs> that's super hard in, in that genre. That yeah. genre, you have, to, you have to focus so hard on what you're playing, but, like... I really should just practice more. <laughs> I, well, I mean, at the end of the day... Everybody should practice more, yeah. but like when you're playing that kind of music, and if like if I if I was watching a math rock band and they were like you know headbanging like crazy and moving around, but they sounded like shit, I'd be like, this sucks. Yeah, I was gonna say, stand even, still, yeah. look at your shit. The quote unquote heavy hitters of like you know like Chon and whatnot, they like they don't. They don't do yeah, they're, they're they're standing, they're just staring at their instruments. That's my yeah. one gripe with like 
like super technical metal and music like this. And that's like, why I feel like it's such a niche. Yeah. Because it's like really people just watching what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, my favorite. So you guys play a ton of house shows. And yeah. uh, for anyone who hasn't been to a house show, house shows aren't in all the time entirely about the music. Uh, there will be people who there who are there to party, but they'll go in to listen to the music, just to check it out. And uh, my it favorite entirely doesn't matter what you do; the crowd will love it. Yeah, you don't have to sound <laughs> yeah. good; you just have to sound loud. <laughs> yeah, you just have to, to make anything. noise. There was, there was there was one show that Moniker played at one the one house show. Moniker played as a duo, and I remember hitting a snare just one snare drum hit and like a bunch of people in the front row started cheering like crazy and i was like <laughs> did nothing i did yeah. nothing it's kind of incredible. it's a real confidence booster yeah. no matter what <laughs> but um uh what i was trying going for is like you know sometimes you get a real general crowd who doesn't you know listen to math rock or technical stuff at all they're used to four four or a consistent time signature or a singer so, yeah. <laughs> so the best thing about math rock bands or any technical band at like a house show is people like to bob their head or dance and then it changes and they're like, oh, what the fuck just happened? And their bodies like do this little like shake of like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to change to like a different time now. I love that. It's really fun to try and predict how to dance next. Yeah. I mean, you really have to know the music. Just find a quarter note pulse and you'll be if you're fine. you're a nerd, you'll like dance in like polyrhythms or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your arms are doing one thing, your legs, <laughs> chest is Math pumping. Dancing. Yeah, That's chest great. is like one, two, three, four, and your feet are like doing like a, like a waltz Accenting square. the four, it's like one, two, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Even people that, math, that like math rock can't dance to math rock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not a genre that like always lends itself to dancing. But that, to that same thing, there are really cool parts of math rock where it's just like, oh, this is super technical. And then out of nowhere, there will just be a rhythm section where it's just like, bah, nah, 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 da, 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 just shit right. like that. And everyone's that like, was yeah. a Tron song. You just did a Tron song. Hey. I feel like it's really important in math rock songs, too, is to have a part that just like grooves the fuck out or riffs, yeah. even if it's in four. Because like a lot of my songs, or, or a lot, like half the songs in the EP like, are in four, I think. No. Like, four is not a dirty word. It's not a dirty word. <laughs> I mean, the songwriting's more important in the end. Yeah, right. I agree. I've seen, like, just people on, like, subreddits for, like, math rock where they're oh, like, yeah. check out my new ba- my band's new shit. And they're like, this isn't for the whole time. It's like, dude, you're an asshole. Yeah. Just like or the music you, or don't. Don't I'll be a to, dick like, about it. Post a riff in a group to, like, promote my band, and it'll be in four. And they're like, it's not in, you know. <laughs> just yeah. Like, like in the Chon Homies group. Or like the math rock <laughs> exchange. Yeah, either one. The Chon Homies group, I, I I find tends to be pretty pretty nice. Chon Homies is like a it's a Facebook group where like a ton of math rock bands, like large and small, and just avid listeners are there. So like the guys in Chon are part of the group, which is really cool. But there's one time that these like seven year olds, just see this, these like seven or eight year olds posted a cover of the breakdown and perfect pillow, the but 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 but, and the guitarist for Chan commented yeah he commented he was like tune your guitars bro tune your guitars <laughs> fuck yeah and then the next comment was like just kidding it sounds great with like a winky face I'm like dude oh I love that shit <laughs> man he should have just owned it because like that's some of my favorite shit is like when my favorite musicians aka Tom York is an asshole to people those are my favorite stories <laughs> I love that shit there's a whole story of Miley Cyrus walking up to uh Tom York in a restaurant and he was 
a fucking asshole to her. And it's just like, I don't care that it's Miley Cyrus. I just like that she's famous enough for me to hear this story. Yeah. I'm not going to hear this. He'll be a dick to me, and I'm just like a normal person. I love that shit. It's like he's not censoring himself at all. Yeah, it's not a good band unless there's some spicy shit going on with one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Did you hear about true. that time Tom York walked into a donut shop, and he licked the donut and said, I hate America? And then he wrote Creep. <laughs> so um one thing i was uh math rock has been around you know it, it's yeah. not necessarily a new genre it is getting a lot of more attention i know you're saying it's a niche but it is a popular niche especially right now with bands like sean um polyphia, no, is, a, totally polyphia is a really good example of a math rock band being being like mainstream because every, every time they release a new song or a new album i'm like this sounds like a pop record with like math rock tones or, like, they're trying to do, like, the build-ups and stuff like that that are really, like, poppy and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like they're almost, like, trend-following in a, like, post-ironic way. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So what I was uh, going to ask is, um, do you feel like something has changed in, uh, you know, math rock or is, you know, just the public, you know, what has changed that, like, now math rock is this thing? Because there are bands... Like even early bands in the '90s, like American right. Football, that had had mathy parts or to like them, or like Slint or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I don't know. I wish I knew more about the history of math rock. Yeah, but I, think, I, think I feel like I don't know. I mean, I've, I can tell you about like my personal experience of why, like I, because yeah. I didn't start getting into like mathy shit till like two years ago, and that's because I started listening to Chon. I, I don't think they're the ones that like started you know this i guess you could say i don't know resurgence of math rock yeah i think i think that they what what they did was like really special for math rock but i think like with the like the american football example like they're i mean like they're they definitely shine more in like the emo light so i think that like math rock build built out from the idea of i want to write prog music like progressive music, but I don't want to write like. I, but I also love emo music, so it's that like mixture of the two. Because like American football, I definitely hear is more emo than math rock. Yeah, that's like and, twinkly emo. Well, it's and also I, like, I feel like I've seen a lot more like local, I guess, prog bands like incorporate more like. I don't know. I want to say like seventh chord tones. Oh and, no, like, totally. Kinda, yeah. I feel like almost like. When I hear a band that's kind of like a, like, I don't want to call it DGD worship, uh-huh. or, but um, their um, instrumentation is more technical now. Right. I feel like. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And I feel like that's a, I don't know, that's like something that's po- like a trend that's popping out of this. I think that, I think new... that the, the trend that's coming out of it is just people like, as people really loving bands like Chon, Animals as Leaders, stuff like that, and then because because what they do is they write like really catchy things while also being, being really technical yeah. and mathy and stuff like that. And that's like the t- total like rewarding part of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like you can I, I can think of a few Chon and Animals songs that are like incredibly catchy and people mm. get the melody stuck in their head and it's like this is great. You would never listen to this but you're going to get that stuck in your head anyway because the melody is like simple and it's 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 what and it's it's singable. 
but the the big thing is like you know if if someone's like a beginner to guitar and they hear Chan they go wow that's really cool they're gonna go home and try to play it <laughs> and that's what ends up being the like the, the trend and the fad to a lot of like young guitarists and young musicians is that they want to try to play it and then it like grows into this other thing so I think like that's another part of how math rock came most likely is that you have these people who are listening to emo music and prog music and they go I want to try to play all of this and then they then it became what it is now yeah yeah no i mean i can just say like i totally know what you mean on like listening to tron and trying to listen to it because i think back like because i heard them when i was in high school so mm. it was like probably three or four years ago yeah so and i wasn't like very good at guitar then and i would that's like when i listened to tron it was like this moment like i felt like it was like almost like an epiphany is like right yeah, it was like, this sounds, like, awesome. This is what I want to play. And then yeah. you go, and it's, like, super... But it also, like, if you... I don't know. I feel like it's so catchy. I mean, it it drove... I had a drive to, like, have a sound like that, and it took me, like, three years. Yeah, because, I mean, you even look at, like, a lot of songs in... Like, we call it math rock because of the changing time signatures and because of, you know, the technicality behind it. But at the end of the day a lot of those songs end up being in four or in three and not changing really a lot or at all. And it comes to me, the math rock genre comes from being quote unquote more technical when you're playing. And then on top of that, like it's these tones and the tapping and all that stuff. It's like these, it's these, it's these ideas, not necessarily just like you're going to play in four and then you're going to play in three and mm-hmm. then you're going to play in 15 and then you're going to, it's like I'm soulless. Yeah. Cause that's like, I, I listen to music like that. Sometimes I used to listen to it a lot when I was a pretentious music student and, um, Shots still, fired. St- <laughs> still pretentious, but like not listening to that stuff all the time. You're um, a lifelong student Hagen. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Where was I? I don't know. Jackson you, walked away while he started this. He started this, he started this and then Jackson got up and left. And then got up and left. Yeah, he was now like, I, I want to start them on a thing because I'm done with this. Call that out real quick. I just started <laughs> feeling the heat of the house, and now I'm starting to feel lightheaded, so I'm just trying to make it through the episode. <laughs> so if I get more quiet from here, that's why. I even took off the headphones. I and, noticed. You can't yeah. hear us. I, I'm fair. definitely, you can tell I'm grabbing onto this. I feel pretty lightheaded right now to be fair Hagen's still dwelling on the point i made about his shoes and shirt earlier it's really eating at him no i think i look good thanks though (laughs) Um, you guys gotta drive this conversation i I definitely when i'm writing like when i'm writing my songs i want them to be catchy yeah you want it to be singable you want it over and i'll I'll pick that over being matthew any day yeah (laughs) but that but then again like you said that you, you said that like a lot of those prog bands use that seventh quality, that major seventh quality, mm-hmm. the minor seventh. Just though, just that interval alone is that just tastiness. Yeah, well, it's that sound. It's that it's the that. color. It's like just a really colorful. Yeah, chords. Well, and even like take the third and the fifth out and just do just do the just do the major seventh, and that is such a sound of the genre. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you just played you know just ma- major sevenths and minor sevenths over and over and over again, you have a math rocky song potentially no totally yeah just go up the scale and say yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly so super cool stuff uh you want to talk tour stories yeah, yeah. tour stories tour stories tour stories tour stories andy what is this toy section story? about well i don't know what you're talking about 
Cool, man. So uh, <laughs> this is the section where we talk about tour stories. Pretty obvious. Um, I guess I, you, you want me to do the whole, the whole thing? Because yep. Andy's here right now. When Andy started this podcast. Okay, so when I started this podcast. Fuck. Um, okay, he's not going to do it. I thought he was going to repeat everything I said and do that whole thing. And then I was going to have to stop talking. But Still just keep headed. talking. <laughs> uh, when Andy started when this podcast. When I started this podcast. <laughs> he had the idea. idea. <laughs> Uh, to uh, have huge, touring bands on and talk about tour stories, because uh, Andy is the starter. Of, he, he's he's the main host of the podcast. He's oh yeah, the heart every episode. Soul behind, I the do podcast. all the research. He's the puppet master, <laughs> um, the master of puppets. But so we ask <laughs> guests to say their their best highs and lows of their of tour stories. You can start with either one, high or low. You've been on tours, like many tours with Seafire Annabelia, right? I've been on like one tour with Seafire. I've been on a couple with Avelia. Okay. All all in Texas. That's cool. So Texas yeah. is a huge place, so yeah. Yeah, it can be a tour. So no, yeah. I mean there's a lot of driving still. That's oh yeah. It's not like, you know, other states where you know you can get through it in three hours. Oh yeah. Just no, from we where love- we are, it's like eight hours. <laughs> you know. That shit's crazy. So uh so highs and low, you can start with either one. Yeah, I mean I think the most notable thing from the Seafire tour is, uh, I mean, I I got really lucky with the Seafire tour. I booked I booked some of the shows in advance, but I didn't really hop on to booking the shows until kind of last minute. But all the shows ended up being really um, really good shows as far as like turnouts and like just being able to make ends meet. But nice. we were supposed to play McAllen one day. And we didn't get to because... So we played an Austin show before. It was awesome at Sidewinder with Honey and Salt and Aim Feel Good and a bunch yes. of awesome bands. It, um, Brittany, who... Brittany Mom, who runs... She's someone who runs Sound at Sidewinder. She's awesome. But I guess uh, our drummer has a ulcerative colitis, I'm pretty sure. It's this condition. It's I can't... I don't even, I'm not even going to try to explain it. It's just some <laughs> condition that he has that... I don't know. It makes him really sick at times. So after the Austin show, his playing is pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. sick his playing is just so sick. Yeah. And plus, we just really hadn't been like we had gone to San Antonio before, and we, I mean, we played didn't the day before, but I guess three days of shows just kind of then like not a lot of sleep took to- a toll on him. So he couldn't play the McAllen show, and that was a shame. But we were worried we were gonna have to cancel the Houston show. That was our last show. Um, so I hit up Cam, which is Cameron Sather, which is the other drummer of my, or the drummer of my other band, Abelia. And, um, I was like, can you come to Houston and play this show? Can you fill in for Seafire? And I've like never practiced Seafire songs with him before. And it was like the day, he, I asked him if he could come to McAllen at first. And the only reason he didn't go is because he literally wouldn't have made it in time, like driving. He would have had to drive like, you know, however long it takes to get to McAllen from here. But he was able to do the Houston show, so Cam, Cam like filled in in Houston for Seafire, just out of the blue. No, rehe- I think we rehearsed at like a guitar center, but like just. Oh, the- so y'all did rehearse that day. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like he had all the electric kit, and I like, um, <laughs> I plugged a guitar center guitar right before the gig. So I mean, that's probably the craziest story. I mean, for as far as Seafire tours, is that. 
we had to switch out drummers just really quick. That's nice. And he just yeah. drove. He just drove from Denton to Houston. To That's awesome. I gave him like all like the super stressful for just, and not, not just him but you guys. Like it was awesome. And the bartender next door. We played at the place called Natsuo in Austin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's where we played. And Dean's the bartender at Dean's heard us, and she thought we were an Animals as Leaders cover band, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> Where's your fucking nine string? <laughs> <laughs> She's about to say a bossy, but it's just me. <laughs> Can we get that as a soundbite? Just, where's your fucking nine string? It's actually a custom nine string. It only has six. <laughs> but, Zing. yeah, she gave us all drinks for the set. She didn't even watch the set. She just heard us. So That's that awesome. Nice. That's super cool. Yeah. So that was... So that was like a happy ending. Nice. <laughs> you know, to the... Very cool. I think the farther we go along on this podcast, the tour stories meld into one the yeah happy, the past few have been have been both highs and lows at the same time it's pretty interesting yeah All right we're like recovering from yeah. recovering <laughs> from the low that's life though I yeah think, you know gotta yeah. look for the silver lining i suppose i can't um, wait for the time i get to tell my low on a on the podcast do you just want to tell it now no let's mm. go save it okay save it for do you just want to tell like it now teaser for a future episode he's not gonna <laughs> no he just he's, this isn't my episode do you want to just tell <laughs> it now the audience do you just want to tell it now Okay, fine. <laughs> it was the time I spilled pickle juice in Hagen's oh, car. Pickle pants. <laughs> pickle that wasn't pants. low. You were so happy about that. Yeah, I was. I just wanted to tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell the story now. We can't just yell pickle pants and not explain That's, it. I, I fucking spilled pickle juice on it. All over Sean's pants. <laughs> we were playing one show in Houston, so we weren't sleeping anywhere. We were just going to play it and then come back. Mm-hmm. And so no one had changes of clothes. So he spills pickle no juice. clothes, but you got the pickle juice. I wasn't. What was I supposed to do? Just stop at the gas station and not get a pickle? Was it? These dipshits. Yeah. These dipshits were in the back of the car, and they're like, "Hey, I have this one of those bagged pickles," and he's like, "I got to get rid of the juice." And the other, the basis of the band, Sean, goes, "Here, pour it in this cup." And so they start pouring it in the cup, and of course it spills. No, 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 no. Sean didn't say pour it in the cup. Sean thought he was going to put, like, the oh, whole yeah. container with the juice, just like the bag, and, just close just, it. and then put the lid over the cup. But instead, Andy's like, oh, I'll pour it in. And he just completely misses all and over Sean's No, Sean's and it wasn't out. just out. It's like, what are you doing? And, like, jerks the cup. And so I <laughs> shake the bag, and it spills all over it. And because you were not- trying to get rid of the pickle juice? The whole car. Sean's not here to defend himself, so... I feel like I must. Sean got pissed, and Andy was like, why are you getting pissed? I was like, dude, you spilled pickle juice on him for no absolute no reason. It's so bad. It wasn't my fault that idiot had pickle pants. (laughs) And it wasn't regular pickle. Right, like it was like it was like sweet pickle or some it's like shit some like garlic that. hot pickle Sour or something. Cream. It was a weird smell. <laughs> in I've eaten a lot of pickles. Hot in my cheeto day. Pickle. pickle. The whole car smelled fucking terrible. So yeah. this is not what I expected. I thought that it was going to be like he tried to pour the pickle juice out the window or something, and it flew back in. But that'd be funny. Oh, and yeah, here's... Why, why, why were we pouring it in a cup again? Yeah, <laughs> because because Sean opened it up, and so Andy was like, "Oh, I should pour it in instead of just putting the bag in." Because I had a bag Andy full here. of juice, and I couldn't just like set it somewhere because it'll spill. I was like, you "I don't want to put it in the this. cup." Right, you can put it in the cup, and then you can eat the pickle. That's what I tried to do. No, <laughs> was this the and. Just, this is the last time we played Natsu. Was this the, no, the no, no. juice before you went in the car? <laughs> was this the show that Sean was sick? 
No. Yeah, it, yeah was. it was. It was. So on top of this, Sean is so sick. We have two cars going to Houston that, like, the singers are like, Sean needs to stay away from us. He's going to get us sick. And fucking Andy pours pickle on the sick guy. Like, just to add insult to injury. Vinegar to injury. Fuck him. All right, you guys, uh, what are you listening to? Listen! <laughs> <laughs> This is the part where we talk about what we're listening to. So everyone, pull up your Spotify's and play along at home. Email us what you're listening to. <laughs> we'll go first, so you can think about it. Um, <laughs> man, I honestly can't remember what I said last time that I was listening to. Uh, but what I've been listening to now is uh, this being called The Family Crest. Um, That's exactly what you said did last I say time. Last, did I say that last time? I don't think so. I don't think so. I just did the notes for the other one. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, the Family Crest is, is it's a lot like the Deer Hunter, if anyone's listened to them. It's it's really like, it's really kind of orchestral, not like orchestral, more theatrical, I suppose, theatrical rock and metal. But Family Crest doesn't have as much metal behind it. They have more folk influence and pop influence while being really theatrical as well. I like them a lot. Um, Orchards released a new single I've mentioned them before um, They remind me of a combination of two of our past guests If Terra Collective and Tomcat were one band Then it would be Terra Collective's Mathy Yes, Terra Collective yeah. is Mathy If uh, Terra Collective and Tomcat had a combination band It would be Orchards uh, I love them so much uh, They released a new single and their new album comes out in like a month um, And then another band I'm listening to is a band called Owane um, and they're like, we've been meaning to listen to. Yeah, yeah. they're they're cool. The the their album name is the one they just put out is Yeah Whatever. Um, I thought it was Owain. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I have no <laughs> I idea. Mean, it might be Owain. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> anyway, they uh they 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 do a really cool mixture of jazz and metal. Um, there's a band in Denton called Sky Window. They remind me a lot of Sky Window has a lot of ethereal stuff, so you should check them out too when they release their album whenever that happens. Um, in a couple mm. years. Yeah, whenever. That it's been be... finished for a long time. Um, but awesome. this band is a lot like them. It's very like jazzy and metal. Um, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. I don't know if I should edit that out, Sky Window part out. No, nah, right. just keep it in. All right. <laughs> they, they don't listen to this either, so. I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been listening to uh, the uh, two local bands released uh, albums pretty recently. Uh, Diva Cop, which they're, I wish that they were still playing shows, but they're on hiatus. And that's, uh, they're like a punk group uh, with some really cool shit. It's just a bassist and a drummer. It's our, it's, we've had, we've had Brat Cantrell on the show before. Yeah, he, he's, he's the bassist singer. It's really cool shit. But uh, yeah, Diva Cop, and then uh, also the Holophonics. Their new record is incredible. I really like it. It's a ska band, and yeah, I, they're yeah, about to tour for like... seven weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. Damn. No days off. They have days off. They've been around for oh, a second. Yep. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, keeping in the spirit of math rock, but also trying to make Adam's job of show notes as difficult as possible, I've been listening to a band called Elephant Gym. They're a uh, Taiwanese math rock band. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I just want to uh, stop. I want to interrupt real quick. I showed you this band like a fucking year ago. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's been on my I, Spotify. They, I uh, will pull up our Facebook not, messages. Did they come out with something new a year ago, or was it just now? I feel like like an EP or something. 
I can't remember if it was like recent or not. It's I've, hard to know because a lot of their it, a lot of their names are in Taiwanese, so yeah. I can't tell. Yeah, I've been listening to this band since I like started working at Capital One. So whatever. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Okay. Yeah. Well, I uh, <laughs> I just really love Elephant Gym. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Is that all you listen to? That and Jank. That, that bass-driven math rock. Wait, so how was that hard for Adam? Yeah, I, I don't get it. It's it's in Taiwanese. He's going to have to learn to read. You said Taiwanese. elephant, Jim. <laughs> oh, fuck, you're right. I did. <laughs> what the fuck? Adam, what have you been listening to? I really need a Topo Chico right now. I don't think that would help you. And I need to lay down, but I'm not bitching about it. <laughs> well, now you are. No. Perspective. Uh, so I've recently been listening to uh, Leon Bridges' new album. It's very different. I've heard it's really good. Is it different? It's it, yeah, it's much more poppy. The first album was amazing. Yeah, it, it's much more poppy, and I don't like it as much as the first album. I like the song. <laughs> I like the song Beyond. Other than that, like yeah, there, yeah there's a couple songs that I, I really like, but as a whole, I can't get into it still. But yeah, I don't know. It's that's worth checking out because he's doing what he wants to do. So yeah, yeah I guess that's true. Um, and then there's a band called All Tiny Creatures from Madison, Wisconsin. That's like a mostly instrumental and experimental rock group that I stumbled upon on Bandcamp because uh, the guy who did their album art is a designer I like, and their music's really cool. So, nice. if you like experimental weird stuff, yeah. <laughs> what you listening to, Tia? I've been a. Uh, there's this uh, I, among the topics of Facebook groups. There's this like math homies Facebook groups, which is like mainly all Texas homies, and they made a playlist. So. I've been like kind of like trying to listen to more of the local Texas math rock scene, um, and not just because I'm in preparation of this podcast, but mainly because <laughs> I've just been at a loss to things to listen to. But mainly, the most thing I've been listening to most is the Vox Vosis album. Yeah. Um, that I feel like they just like involved into something. Like it kind of goes back to. Um, how bands are like their instrumental backing i feel like is starting to become more technical right. in that like progressive hardcore genre yeah they're where are they from they're from, they're from houston. houston yeah that's right i've never known how to pronounce their name and i thought it was vox Vosis, but apparently it's it vox Vosis. Vosis? Vosis? yeah i think it's vox Vosis. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I and they're not like big enough that you can look up like oh <laughs> how does this person say it so, yeah and i remember they were one of the first bands we played with and it was like my one of my drummer's first gigs and he was like taking down his hardware like on the stage and <laughs> did they the, come did they come teach him yeah not only that <laughs> but the drum but i didn't see that part but i didn't hear about it until i just saw this big facebook post from the drummer of vox Fossis, and i was like well, well he didn't have to go and do all that and I'm like <laughs> i hated him for a second <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, no, they're really cool guys. He helped me get that Houston show that <laughs> Cam got, and um, I mean, they're really good too. So I can't yeah. deny that. But um, I think my buddy Anthony books them. I'm I think. Barbara. I think. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah their new album. I think it's called Star Mesa. That album's dope. And um, I feel like I always go back to the Ballerino album. I don't know if you've heard of a band called Ballerino. That's I, I feel like it's like if Tame Impala were a math rock band. And uh Yeah, I don't know. They do they like have a good mixture of like that kind of like wall of sound, like psychedelicness and 
math rock riffs at the same time and they have a sister band called am feel good which also have a really nice um album yeah it's just it's just like more ambient type stuff yeah and we've played with both of them and they're really good um yeah mainly stuff on that playlist and mainly the vox voces because it's been in my car (laughs) (laughs) so uh where can people find seafire social media and oh yeah yeah yeah. so it should be live on everything now so um i mean mainly on bandcamp for sure it's name your price on bandcamp so i mean if you want to get for free it totally doesn't bother me um (laughs) seafiremusica.bandcamp.com um it should be on Spotify. I know it's on Apple Music for sure if you just search Seafire. Um, if you really want to find all the links, you're going to find it, like, you know, if you look up Facebook.com slash Seafire Musica, that's probably where you're going to find all the links to all the stores. Yeah. But we're on, we should be on most stores yeah. now. We should even be on Spotify by now. I haven't even looked. <laughs> <laughs> Adam? Uh, people can find us at don'tfeedtheartist.com. Uh, and you can find show notes for this episode, including links to everything that all the uh, streaming services you want to go listen on and all the bands that we mentioned and all that stuff. So, Sweet. Yeah. Fat, 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 fat. Jackson. Fat, 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 fat. Andy. Fat, 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 fat. Adam. Fat, 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 fat. Tia. Fat, 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 fat. You are Jackson. Go listen to the new Seafire album. It's really good, guys. I just screamed into the mic. That's what I do all the time. Yeah, forget.